Stone. I'm Peter. And I'm Felice. Welcome to our travel podcast. We're specialist travel writers and we've spent half a lifetime exploring every corner of the world. So we want to share with you some of our extraordinary experiences and the amazing people we've met along the way. This week we're in the ski resort of Chivinia on the Italian side of the Matterhorn. We've come here to learn why this largely purpose-built village that dates back to the 1930s is only now evolving into what should become one of, if not the, most important future destination for skiers in the whole of Europe. Well, if you know your resource, you'll be saying, hang about, the people making this podcast episode don't know their ankles from their elbows. Chavinia, the future of European skiing. I mean, it's hardly chocolate box pretty, is it? To put it politely, with all those brutalist apartment blocks and 1950s hotels, Chavinia's a bit short on architectural charm. And then, of course, there's the actual skiing. Good for beginners, particularly good for lower intermediates, wanting lots of mileage and no unexpected challenges. If you've got a few seasons under your belt, you're bound to get a bit bored, actually, after a few days. Sure, if you're a proficient skier or snowboarder, you can ski over the Klein Matterhorn to Zermatt, but it's quite a lengthy process. The lifts are prone to sudden weather closure. Basically, you can't explore very far afield because you're likely to run out of time. Get it wrong and you could find yourself stuck in the wrong resort. Take a taxi home. The link by road takes six hours and costs around £600. It's worth noting that a helicopter costs £50 less and takes just 15 minutes. That the best bet is to find a and b for the night and borrow or buy a pair of shoes or to go clomping out to dinner in your ski boots. But all that is about to change. First of all, take a look down at your feet and what you're standing on. In any month of the year, they have snow here in Chivinia, and plenty of it. From November to May, they've got a white playground that begins at 2,050 metres and goes up to a literally breathtaking 3,880 metres. That's only a 1,000 metres less than the summit of Mont Blanc, the highest mountain in Western Europe. Remember December 2022, when quite a number of resorts had green fields instead of white Christmas card cover? In these increasingly troubled times of climate warming, what Javinia's got is pure gold. Of course, it's always had that. But as you say, the actual skiing, the peace, lacked diversity. Altitude alone is not enough to transform Javinia into any kind of a prized destination for the next generation of holiday skiers. So what I'm wondering is why is the building trade booming here with smart new hotels appearing each summer? Similar resorts are looking at alternative visitor attractions like hiking and mountain biking to make up for the loss of skiers, but Chavinia's spent £13.5 million on snowmaking and it's looking at ten times that sum for new lifts. More on that in a minute. When you finish looking at your feet, look up at the Matterhorn in one direction and the mighty Monte Rosa Massif in the other. Linking Chavinia with the exciting terrain of Monte Rosa has been a distant dream for the past ten years. Never heard of it. Champaluc, Greshenay and Alagna are the main resorts, and I rank as a truly great ski area for all skill levels, from beginner to serious off-piece expert and every standard in between. The key linking lift would be a two-stage, 26-person cable car. This would take you in both directions, between a high point in the Chavinia ski area and the little hamlet of Frachet, a couple of kilometres from Champaluc in the neighbouring Val d'Ayers. What Frachet has going for it, apart from a fine 17th century chapel, is a funicular that carries skiers up into the heart of Monterosa ski. Is it really going to happen? Well, Frachet now has an excellent five-star hotel, Camp Zero, located just a short walk from the funicular. So, as Chavinia Hotel is apart, someone else at this far end of the link has already taken the gamble. 
But the key to success for what will be one of the three largest ski areas in the world is the construction of lifts properly linking Chavinia and Zermatt. You'll then be able to ski from the Rothorn at the far end of Zermatt's own ski area all the way to the off-piece village of Alanya. It's a long way, and my tip will be to take a toothbrush and a pair of trainers in your backpack, kind of ski touring without climbing. The good news is that the link has already been built, the final stage of the Matterhorn Alpine Crossing, linking the Klein Matterhorn with the Testa Grigia in Italy, opens in summer 2023. Finally, the resorts are properly linked. This means you can go smoothly from Chavinia to Zermatt and vice versa in your ski boots or in your flip-flops. It's always worth noting that Zermatt attracts more visitors in summer than it does in winter. Not the same for Chavinia, but who knows? All that could change. What really matters for Chavinia, what puts it at the heart of the future of European skiing, in my opinion, is that here you have, will have, snowshore skiing throughout the season for all standards, and this is within a lift system extending to no less than 530 kilometres of fully linked piece. And along the way, you'll also find some remarkable off-piece that I rate at the Elanier end as some of the best in Europe, a genuine rival to Chamonix and Verbier. Will that make it the largest linked ski area in the world? Well, that depends on the honesty and accuracy of how individual ski resorts measure their respective areas. But put it this way, it will place it on the podium alongside the Three Valleys and the Porti Soleil. But beyond 400 kilometres, frankly, who's counting? All this, of course, is not lost on international hotel developers who are circling potential sites in Chavinia with the kind of single-minded intensity normally displayed by car drivers seeking a free parking space in Mayfair or Manhattan. As you said, this is not a pretty resort. Lots of ugly architecture from the 1930s that was followed by giant concrete apartment blocks thrown up in the 1950s and 60s. For a decade or more, the extended village had been looking tired, even exhausted by the passage of so many visitors over so many years to the same accommodation. But now the older buildings are being repurposed or torn down to be replaced by modern four- and five-star hotels constructed in a style altogether or in keeping with this truly fabulous mountain setting. New buildings suitable for the fresh demands of today's skiers. Chavinia used to be famed for its nightlife, which lasted from dusk until first light the following morning. But now there's not a single disco in or out of the town. It seems the current generation of skiers is much more interested in skiing and in well-being than in the pre-Covid ski holiday concept of Eurotrash music fueled by a hefty nightly intake of litres of Peroni beer spiced with shots of grappa. Thomas Schmidt is an Austrian-born hotel manager who's come to Chavinia to run the brand new Valtour Chavinia Cristallo Hotel. So Thomas, you find yourself in the unusual position of being an Austrian trying to run the strange combination of a four- and five-star hotel all in one building in Italy. How did that come about? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's all about love, you know. So I basically moved to, to Italy in the year 2000 because I met my wife, my Italian wife, on a, on a cruise liner. Then we, we lived together in, in London for three years. And, and then, of course, I moved to, to Italy, you know. So this is, first of all, the first time I'm back in the mountains after about uh, 30 years because I did a lot of seasons in, in Austria when I was still younger. And this is the first time back in the mountains. And it was uh, occasionally also because... My bosses are coming from Apulia, you know, so I think that it's trustworthy to put an Austrian up on the mountains, you know. <laughs> well, it's certainly different. It's a long way in terms of culture from uh, Zellamsee in Austria, which I know well, to Chavinia. But the challenge was to open a combined four and five star resort hotel in a major Italian resort. That's quite a challenge. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. I think it is a, is a new project. It's a project which uh, for us is very important because it's all about uh, lifestyle. And if you talk about lifestyle, of course, you need to give the opportunity for clients to have the four and the five star uh, concept inclusive. And my background is five star. My employers are having a, a huge experience in the four star area. So I think if you bring these two experiences together, we, we're going to do very well. Now, this hotel, I remember, I think it was a Club Med many years ago. Is that right? Yes, exactly. It was actually for, for 19 years a club med. The owners of the buildings are from uh, Milano and they had a very long contract, which was then interrupted because of the COVID. And the, the young generation uh, was taking over and they, they did not uh, want to carry on with club med. They wanted really to, to see something new, to get a, a big change out of it. There was about 30 competitors, also international competitors, who wanted to be part of this uh, new concept. And at the end of the day, it was my company. Company Nikolaus with the brand Valtour winning actually this challenge. And I think the future is based on this great collaboration between the owners who wanted to do something new and, and, and change the Club Med concept and my company, which are having a very clear uh, idea about the Italian lifestyle. So, yes, certainly there's a few echoes of Club Med here in a very upmarket way. You look after your guests extremely well in a very inclusive way. And when you come back from skiing in the afternoon, you have a, a free buffet. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's a, I think it's a special moment. Especially in wintertime, when you're back from the skiing pistes and you are, you're tired, but at the same time you have, a, your body is full with adrenaline and you you had a great day, you know. So you, you still don't want to uh, straight away maybe go up to your room, lie down and relax. And, uh, I think we created this nice moment. It's a upper ski moment and you have some drinks on the side and then people can order anything they wish at the same time, you know. And then as we get on into the evening, there's a choice of restaurants. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We have we have a four and a five star restaurant. So one uh, restaurant is uh, related to a buffet. It's called the Gargantois. It's a, it's, a, it's a story about a giant who came to to Chavinia many years ago. You know, so we thought it's nice to relate it. So we have a, a buffet which is changing every day. His his offers. You know, you can find a, a very rich choice of uh, of Italian dishes. We have a regional uh, evening where you have all the kitchen from Valle d'Osta, and we have we have a gala evening as well. And then we have a la carte restaurant uh, which is the Gu by Alfredo Russo is our our Michelin star chef strategic partner he got a beautiful restaurant in Torino and he's uh, at the moment signing our menu and alongside an amazing wine list as well we are giving the guests an experience of uh, a la carte and just going back to the uh, the buffet restaurant wine is included with the meal yes absolutely we have beverages uh, soft drinks water and wine is inclusive in the buffet and you're getting quite a lot of international guests. Talking to you last night, it seems that your guests come from all over the world. Yeah, I think this is the most important part for us. You know, if we want to do lifestyle, there would be no point to have only Italian clients or only only English or Scandinavian clients. So I think the biggest uh, success of this resort at the moment is that we have a really, really international client. Since we opened, uh, we are only open for, for two months now. We had South Africans, Australians. We had France, Germany, Switzerland. You name it all, you know. So I think it's, it's a great opportunity opportunity for us you know to have this international mix in our in our hotel now the resort itself is slightly out of Chavinia. you can walk in there but i gather you have a transfer service a taxi service that's really very regular indeed Yes, yes, uh, we are taking good care of that. You know, we have these uh, shuttle buses. They are every day available from 8.30 to 5.30 in the afternoon, uh, bringing our guests to the to the pistes. And then to keep even more related to, to the skiing experience, we have a magic carpet. 
I was going to talk to you about that. If you're a skier, you go to your Rossignol dedicated ski room, which has quite a good choice of skis and boots and other stuff. And then you'd go outside into the snow. And although you're quite a long way outside by road from the resort, I say quite a long way, it's a few minutes in the car. But there you are with your skis and you go into a, an enormous magic carpet. I mean, it must be 200 meters long. Yes, yes, exactly. It's, it's 160, yes. And you can reach with this magic carpet now a direct connection to the to the departure of our cable car in Chavinia, you know. So I think this is something new. It's a new build beast what the clients can take. You need to be already not a beginner because it's not an easy track. It's quite a steep magic carpet, actually. It's, it's a steep magic carpet, exactly. And also the best thing going to the cable cars is not the easiest one. You know, it's about one kilometer and you're reaching directly the budget of the cable car. But the great thing is that you can leave the hotel with skis on. I think this is what key holidays are about. You know. But you can't actually ski back to the hotel. You go down into the town and get the shuttle bus back, do you? Uh, you can actually also come back by skis. There is a direct connection with one of the most spectacular beasts. It's called Cello Alto, which is a, a blue beast, very, very spectacular. They made uh, races on these beasts many, many years ago. And it's directly connected with, with Plan Maison and Plateau Rosa, you know. So you can go back with the skis directly in front of this elevator, which brings you back into the ski room from Rossignol. So you have a high standard of uh, cabaret in the evening for the guests after dinner? Yes, yes, exactly. This is very related to the DNA of the of the company. At 9.30 every evening, we're going to have a theater with a nice uh, dancing show or singing shows. It's, it's part of your holiday experience with us. Yes, certainly talking to the uh, British guests I've met here, they, they find that a really important part of the holiday. After skiing, you know, you, you for sure, you, you go to the restaurant. You need, of course, to, to integrate your body with carbohydrates and proteins. And then in the evening, you, you're tired, you know, because, of course, you, you're waking up early in the morning. Chavinia is a, is a tough place because it's above 2,000 meters. So for sure, you, you get tired from the height as well. And we have, together with Switzerland, more than 360 kilometers of skiing beast, you know. So people are having a, a great experience, but they're tired in the evening. Well, certainly it applies to all resorts, and Giovanni is no exception to that, that the need to have discos and late-night partying until 3 a.m. seems to have disappeared in favour of wellness and exercise and sport. Yes, exactly. I think this is our future. Especially Chavinia is visited a lot by people who just want to regenerate the body, who want to improve their skiing skills, and, and that's why we were investing a lot as well in our, in our swimming pool. We have a, a huge swimming pool with a 24 meters length and, and 215 square meters, and a, and a pool of 40 square meters only for children, together with a nice spa where you have hot tubs and, and saunas and uh, steaming baths. So I think the wellness part, but also the sportive spa, is very, very important in winter and in summer. And you've got a lot of people who come to your gym as well. So I guess there must be people who really don't go skiing. They just uh, relax in the spa. Yes, actually, the percentage uh, of people which are not skiing is higher than I expected. And then, of course, during the day, people are taking care of the body or relaxing or maybe just going around with the snowshoes, having nice walks. We have personalized guides as well in our hotel who can uh, who can assist you during these uh, experiences. But many people are coming to us as well only for relaxing, you know, just take off some uh, some days or a week from work and uh, and regenerate. 
Now, your staff is something that we talked about a lot. You have a big focus on lifestyle, and indeed you have a special department that's devoted to just lifestyle. You have a lifestyle manager, an assistant lifestyle manager. What do they actually do? It's a wonderful title. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> this is something what we invented ourselves. If you invent a, a concept like this, you need somebody to take care of it, somebody who is taking care of our of our clients in a special way. So when we're talking about lifestyle managers, for me, lifestyle managers are already pre-assisting our clients before arrival upon arrival, maybe just dropping an email or giving you a call, figuring out what your needs are during your stay. And then during your stay from the from the check-in on, they are going to, to assist you and make sure that you're having a great time, that you're living the experiences which sometimes maybe are not that obvious. Or you, you can make the, the heli skiing, you can go around with an air balloon, dog sledding as well. These are all experiences that need to be laid out but organized at the same time. So it's like a the historical concierge from a five-star hotel mixed together with a guest relation. So how do you see the future now of Dort like Givinia, which has now got closer and closer ties with Zermatt on the other side of Monte Givino, the, the Matterhorn? It's becoming, has become a huge resort, as you say, with 350, 360 kilometers of shared peace. And there's talk in the future, very serious talk, of linking it to Frachet and Champeloup in the Monte Rosa ski area. And it will then become one of, if not the largest ski area in the world. Good thing for Chavinia, do you think, and for your guests? If more wellies you connect, as larger the opportunities are getting, and the more possibilities our clients are having as well to move from one valley to the other. So already in uh, June 2023, so this year, we are uh, getting the Alpine crossing, which is possible to, to go to Zermatt and back, even in summertime, even if you're not skiing. So this is, a, for me, a great value, a great opportunity. And that's actually being completed, I think, in, in June 2023. Exactly. The Italians are cooperating very good. It's a huge project. It's a, it's a 60 million project what are they are developing at the moment because they are, they are working on 3,500 meters of height. It's a really something unique, a unique project. And on the top of that, then, as you just said, if the connection is going to be as well with the Monte Rosa Ski Resort, it could get one of the biggest ones. And definitely for me this is going to be a huge plus. I understand that the link will cost something in the region of 100 million euros. These are big projects, aren't they? Yes, yes, absolutely. It was in the pipeline for many years, but even COVID could not stop it. Actually, COVID maybe was giving the opportunity to, to kick off you know, with, the, with the work, this big opportunity for both countries. So this, to me, sounds like a very good moment to create a brand new five-star and four-star hotel here in Chavinia. I think timing is perfect. Yes, that's why I'm here, because I think this project is uh, having a great future. We're having a very important objective in front of us. The snow guarantee in Chavinia is going to be very, very soon one of the most secure ones in, in whole Europe. So we know already now that in a few years it's going to be very, very tough to find ski resorts where you have the guarantee of snow. And this is the only thing why the clients are coming. You can ski here from 2,000 meters up to 3,400. And you could do that almost all year round. Huh? Yes, now with the Alpine crossing as well, there should be the possibility to keep the, the lifts open over 300 days a year, you know, so that's a, that's a huge uh, guarantee. As well. Seems like you've made the right move from Zellemsee in Austria to Giovinia in Italy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Peter, what's a hotel actually like? A mixture of four and five stars sounds like a recipe for disaster. Well, it's certainly a challenge. You could do it on a cruise liner, so why can't you do it in a ski hotel? I mean, it's not rocket science, but actually, it works here remarkably well. 
I'm sure you remember the old Club Med here, up a road on the edge of town from the resort's original five stars, the Hermitage and the Saint Hubertus. This hotel company, based in Puglia in the south of Italy, completely gutted the building and then put it back together again with a four-star wing and a five-star wing and then some communal and other separate facilities. It's a really, really complex layout. I guess they had to work around the original Club Med layout of internal walls, etc. I stayed there for three nights and it took me all of that time to work out how to get from my room to the various far-flung corners of the hotel and back again. It's a bit weird having five-star and four-star ski lockers leading off from the shared Russian old ski shop. I mean, one lot go one way and one lot go the other, and one lot's got more luxury than the other. It's, it's quite difficult. But lots of facilities like the gym, spa, and truly magnificent pool are all shared, so that's okay. Five-star guests obviously have a superior room, and then there's the a la carte restaurant. Breakfast here is served for five-star guests, but four-star guests can also book a table in the evening if there's availability. Actually, the giant main buffet restaurant has such a wide choice of cuisine that I prefer to dine here most nights. It offers such variety. I've not seen many rivals anywhere in the world. There's a special free-from section as well, catering for vegans, vegetarians, and anyone with allergies like gluten, dairy, or anything else. Then there's a cabaret for all on stage after dinner. The quality of the performers was pretty high, I thought. I saw an impressive magician who did the traditional cutting the lady in half, but he did it well in, in front of a quite a large audience, and a compilation of Italian opera areas, along with some pretty sensational Leonard Cohen covers from the hotel's resident singer, Daniela. I really like those. Importantly for families, there's a programme of inclusive childcare. Staff look after toddlers, take older children to and from ski lessons, and even look after them in the evening so that parents can enjoy dining in peace. What impressed you the most? Well, I think that has to be the friendliness of the staff. As Thomas explained, they have this lifestyle department run by Anna and Luca, who seem to speak any language that you happen to speak. They and their team make it their business to make sure that you're really enjoying yourself throughout your stay. You want a ski lesson? They organise it. You want to go head skiing? They organise it. Snowshoeing? They organise it. Need a restaurant, booking, etc, etc, etc. The second thing that really bowled me over was Marina, who is part of the lifestyle team. Now, bear in mind that it's a big hotel, 230 rooms and 30 suites, catering, I suppose, for a total of around 500 guests. Marina stands outside the entrance to both the four- and five-star breakfast rooms each morning, and she greets everyone with a huge smile, and greets them by name, and what's more, she greets them with their room number. She knows their room number. Now, when you think that each number is made up of four digits, so we're talking about over 1,000 combinations, and she does this without any form of prompting. The normal length of stay is seven days, so each weekend she scrubs her mind clean and learns the new names and room numbers. As a feat of photographic memory, it's mind-boggling. So, Peter, would you come back? Yes, you bet. I think the Valtour Cristallo really is an interesting resort hotel and absolutely ideal for families. Yeah, I'd come back, definitely. If you want to know more about Valtour Chavinia Cristallo, check out their website, 
valtorcristalo.com forward slash en and that's Cristalo with two L's. And if you want to know more about the resort, it's chaviniatouristoffice.com. If you want to know more about the Aosta Valley and its resorts, including Frechet, Champaluc and Gressigny, go to their website aostavalley.co.uk. That's A-O-S-T-A hyphen valley.co.uk. For people based in the UK, the only tour operator offering holidays to the hotel, including travel at the moment, is Crystal, and their website is crystalski.co.uk. That's all for now. If you've enjoyed the show, please visit our website, actionpacktravel.com, or you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or any of the many podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love you to sign up for our regular emails too at peter at actionpacktravel.com. Until next week, stay safe. And I am you. And you are me. It's just a crazy storm.